The time is now. The place is now. And this is Indus Ill Sport Now. Yo, everyone, welcome back. We are finally back after a long time, months and months and months. I hate you, Texas, but that's okay. Welcome to the number one misleader in sports and political satire. This is Info Sports Now. I am your host. I am your host. You're, you're, you're the most trust, the truthiest, truthiest anchor in all of the lands. I'm Kip Cutler. And I'm here joined with my brother. And I am Cal Cutler. Cal, it's been a long time. Too long. Yeah. Yes, it has. And it has nothing to do with running out of money. It, no. no. In fact, it has a lot to do with the reason why global warming doesn't exist. Uh, we survived an ice age. We sure did. Yeah. COVID was basically, it's like a cold, except yeah. an ice age form. Yeah, we all had it. We're fine. And I promised a lot of things, okay? So we're, we're back now. I promise we're going to be doing this more often. So I'd like to apologize to a few people. First person i like to apologize to is God-fearer President Trump, because I let you down. Yeah, we kind of did. I let you down. You wanted me to be back doing this sooner so I can make sure I attack people like LeBron James. Uh, space Jam 2 was horrible. Worst movie I've ever seen. Worst movie ever made. And um, Cal, I don't... I miss Garland. Garland was the one going out there making sure LeBron was losing. Yeah. He, he will be missed. But the good news is we're here to deliver on our promise. And that's why today's topic, what we're going to give you, the best sports show in all of the land, is... Who, Cal? Bugs Bunny. Who, who, wait, what? What do you mean? you mean? You don't know. I told you before we started. Remind me. Donkey Kong? No, Lou Boo. I should have known that. <laughs> I know he'd make you a promise for Gabby Garcia. And um, don't worry, Kip Keller keeps his promises. Because why I did not tell Cal was we're doing both of them right now oh boy oh boy <laughs> oh yes oh so, man we got lubu and we got mma sort of legend more brazilian jiu-jitsu legend semi-legend uh yeah simulated <laughs> i mean she is a demigod <laughs> i mean yeah 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 i'm sure if you put her and lubu next to each other it might be difficult to distinguish are you, are you kidding me this is like lubu did not have um <laughs> what's the word i'm looking for anabolic <laughs> allegedly Sh sure <laughs> so yeah so watch us as we're going to do uh the story of lubu first and then we're going to go into gabby garcia so if you see there's a couple parts to the episodes on itunes that's why also throw out there we do have a patreon now we also need you implore you if you like what we're doing here remember satire parody comedy with sports go to itunes give us five stars um i'm gonna steal a line from james petragallo 
We don't care what you say as long as it's not supporting LeBron James in those ratings. Essentially, yeah. Give us five stars. More people need to hear us because the only Republicans you can trust is me and my brother, Cal. That's right. That's right. Um, I have plenty of things to say about the Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship, but we're going to go past that. For now. Also, I am bringing back the top fives whenever we start doing um, stuff like this. So we're going to start doing kind of less current events, more stories, and more, um, you know, we're, we're going to tell you about sports fiascos and other things like that that happened in the past. Sounds good. And the first totally sports, like the, it, this is totally related to sports, is the story of the ancient warrior Lu Bu. What greater sport is there in, I mean, human civilization than murder? Yeah, war and genocide. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty frequent and common. So for those of you who don't know, um, if you don't know about your ancient Chinese uh, history and or mythology, Lu Bu is one of the most famed, like vicious warriors. Not necessarily what you call a strategist or tactician, but as far as like pure will, you like war is a team sport you know usually yes yeah kind of yeah. like football right uh if war were tennis lubu was winning all the time all the time yeah e except for the finals if war well i don't know about that one if war was an mma like match if it was in the octagon one on one lubu would be like a supreme lord of like the earth right now he did a bang up job. But, you know, and I'm not saying that Lu Bu's methods, and, and you're going to find out all about them. I'm not saying that the way he did things was like something that I admire. I'm just saying that Lu Bu is the Ric Flair of ancient China. And I not just admire him, he is number two on my list of people that I worship. Followed by God fear President Trump. That's an impressive statement, especially coming from you. And and, and you might be right. You know, he uh, he conquered a lot through secession of his boss's things. <laughs> he conquered things. Oddly enough, a lot of it wasn't land, but he conquered things. That's for sure. He conquered what he wanted. So. Let's get a couple things off the back here. I, I do understand that this is Info Sports now and I'm Kip Cutler, but uh, I will drop sources for things. And if you want to go find where your sources are, either go to our email, um, InfoSportsNowTruth at Gmail, and I'll let you know. We got a Twitter, I'll let you know. Or I'll post them and start posting them in the links. It's just for Lou Boo, there really isn't, as far as a, uh, finding out what kind of really happened there are two popular books one is records of the three kingdoms which um is the ones that historians consider a credible source and then there is uh romance of the three kingdoms which is the dramatization that is like kind of what happened but you know it's like when hollywood makes movies but like the blind side that is like sort of what happened, but not really. 
Right. Well, so you already know my preference uh, between these two sources is, and while I am caught off guard, um, you happen to pick a topic that I like very much. Uh, so my preference is Romance of the Three Kingdoms oh, because yeah. I like flying horses and spears and lightning strikes. Right. So yeah. remember, romance, drama, records of the Three Kingdom is what historians consider to be a little bit more accurate or as accurate as you can get. Um, the Records of the Three Kingdoms was written by Chin Shao. So I bring up Chin Shao. That's who wrote this thing. And I'm going to go ahead. Now, you can look all of this stuff up if you want, but you shouldn't. Just trust us. Right. Uh, because Chin Shao is a liberal, first of all. Definitely. Confucius is a liberal. Was that around this time? She, yeah. I mean, I don't. So, look, this is long enough as it is. I'm not about to get on a tangent about Confucius. So check this out. The Three Kingdoms period. I, I'm not sure if that's what it's officially called. That's what I'm calling it. This is a clusterfuck. You know oh, yeah. about the Three Kingdoms, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is a cluster. That map was busy. And since it didn't involve America, that's why it didn't end sooner. Right. So there's, so basically during the Three Kingdoms, uh, and by the way, most of this, like half of this might be mythical and we're not exactly sure of every single story you're going to hear about it. But what we do know to be true is there's a lot of war and not so much note taking or fact checking. So it's like basically America. It's really difficult to take notes when someone is trying to kill you. I mean, I mean, for who? For for. For who? For, for them, I assume. I mean, what's to stop them literally from just being like, here's what happened like four years later? Because people have to agree on it. Well, what do you mean people? You mean the person in charge. Exactly. That's right. And here's the other issue about that, because who was in charge? They kept trying to keep alive an emperor who didn't really have any power, but if they held them hostage... It somehow gave them power. See, it was just, it was all wrong. Yeah, once this dude named Dong comes along, that's when shit gets crazy. <laughs> Always does. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's real hard when Dong comes around, you know what I'm saying? And wet. <laughs> Cal, tell me, what do you know about ancient China? Because I have a few things to go over here. I know a lot about ancient China. First, a lot of people died. They spent a lot of time trying to get together um, because they were just a very fractured nation, a bunch of people claiming the throne. Um, there's a terracotta army somewhere. Um, that. What the fuck is terracotta? I thought that was like a kind of tile. Remember? Yeah. From like uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. So, so what's a terracotta army? It's a it's an army that is frozen still somewhere in the middle of China, man, because, oh, my God, how is there not like some sci fi movie of like frozen Chinese Nazi warriors or some <laughs> shit like zombie Chinese? There should be. <laughs> there should be. Muscadine, Betty, go ahead and just cut me out for this racist thing I'm about to say. <laughs> Edit it out. And I'm sober right now. We just started drinking, but. <laughs> So if you have like Mongolian, like pseudo Mongolian Chinese warriors and their zombies, like 
you know how zombies like normally your eyes are peeled back yes like yeah can the chinese zombies have does it does it open up a bit you know what <laughs> i would imagine they don't need their eyes yeah, because you know, like you, you see in those um what do they call it? You know, like these old stories and stuff, the blind like priest or like yeah, the, exactly. the blind monk who definitely does not need his eyes. It does not need his eyes. He is doing mm-hmm. so good without his eyes. Should have cut him out years ago. It's it's amazing. Like the six senses there's six senses, right? Something like that. Don't they cut off all of their dicks? I don't Think some sex maybe eunuch is going to be a recurring theme today <laughs> well i'm glad to know that now let's go back to 2000 bc now i gotta give some backstory here because um once we get to lubu what he did and what he allegedly did i just want to give some backgrounds so you can see that um one the time frame leading up to this is very very long america has only been a country for about I don't know, like what, 3,000 years now? Yeah, around that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Around that. And we're in the summer of 2021. Correct. And uh, yeah, America has been a country for about 3,000. What's that, Muscadine, Betty? It's not 3,000? Are you sure? Yeah, I No, she needs to bring sources if she's going to. Yeah. You know, no, I need sources. You need to yeah. no, bring us sources. Yeah, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. So anyway, so we're just going to give a quick background and let you know what led up here to this Three Kingdom thing because, you know, a dynasty, just like in any other country in the world or any other place, there are people that want to take over. So we're going to start in 2000 BC. Nice. That's right. 2000 years before Cutler. Like I did that? Yeah, that was good. I, I was expecting that. The, so BK. Well, I mean... You know, our reborn names begin with K. True. But, you know, right. after, like, after on, on paper, it is with a C. You know, Except so it's Latin. copyright infringement. Yeah. And Latin and all that kind of junk. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny. You know, when I tried to trademark Kip and Cal Cutler, they're like, someone owns this already. I'm like, what? What subpar entity tried to own that? We are not field interns. You can't own that. I mean, apparently you can, but I'm just... Anyway, you know what? Back to back Sorry, to the thing. Sidetracking. Two thousand BC, the maybe real, but no one's really sure. Shah Dynasty was formed, and then they ruled shit. Fast forward to sixteen hundred BC, because that that's about how long these uh, dynasties last. You know, sometimes it's thousands of years, sometimes it's just a few hundred. Yeah. And remember, the number one thing you gotta do, you have to get an heir. People right. keep saying like some sort of legitimacy thing. It is never really about legitimacy. No. It is about what you can not even prove. Really, they should have just did what they wanted because you could steal a baby and be like, that's my son from a concubine. Well, they did. I mean, no, they, they did. Yeah, they often did what they wanted. They did, but they also killed them. Because I don't think concubines' children were legitimate. As but long as there was would... no male heir, then they would be. And then they would enact yeah. laws at some point that would make them legitimate. You know, right. they, they would. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's how that goes. So, uh, and, and you know what? We'll get that later. 1600 BC, the Shang dynasty took over. They're, these are the guys that like started doing all of the revolutionary stuff in bronze. Yes. So and opium. They, you owe all of your bronze stuff to Shang dynasty. 
1046 BC. So five and a half centuries later, the Zhou dynasty took over. I spent so much time going over these pronunciations because look, you're doing really we're, good. We're trying to reach a more mainstream audience, okay? Yeah. And Muscadine Betty and you know the SEC and you know our local preachers and pastors and neighbors all kept telling me that I was like a little too racially insensitive, and I think that's crazy. I as, do too. As a Southern conservative Protestant white man, which I definitely am, absolutely, and there's no reason to question that. No. As a, as a Southern uh, Protestant white male, I just feel like I don't have to pay attention to these kinds of things. You don't. You earn that right. So did you, Cal Cutler. Thank who you. Who is also a Southern conservative Protestant white male. That's right. Who no does reason not spend that. his time in New Orleans. Or what was it? Dallas Regional? Dallas, uh, that Dallas Regional Medical? Medical Center? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I Baylor. don't either. I don't recall. Baylor. Nope. That's don't recall. I haven't. Baylor Medical. Ten forty six. The Joe Dynasty took over. This is when uh, Confucius did some shit. Do you remember Confucius? I do. Yeah. Um. You know, he was the frog starring in Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars, one of the best RPGs ever made, and Kip Cutler's third favorite game behind Skyrim and Breath of the Wild. That is a. I, see, that right there is exactly why we should trust you because of that. I mean, that list. See, you're on point. That is an undeniable. Say what you want about Kip Cutler. I got that correct. You did. Oh, yeah. So Confucius, you guys know what Confucius is. He did. He wrote some shit, said some shit. Who really cares? It was all liberal, Nazi, fascist, Zionist, yeah. hedonist, communist propaganda. 221 B.C. The Qin Dynasty wanted their 15 minutes of fame because they're only around for 15 years, which isn't really exactly a dynasty, but it, it, like the ruthless, aggra the ruthless aggression era in WWE really isn't an era. It is not. 18 months, really, or two years, however long it was. No, yeah, so not a dynasty. 206 BC, we're getting close. The Han Dynasty, or, uh -oh. or Han, Oh, they're all poetic and shit. Han. They eat gay stuff like poetry and like, ooh, enlightenment and all that other stuff you hear from like cult leaders and Bhagavan and Tiger King, shit like that. So that was 206. Okay. Now this is 206 BC and that lasted to somewhere near 200 AD. And here's where our story begins. Now, Cal, what do you think? Um, Okay, you're very familiar. You are a, you, you, you have multiple degrees from Confederate University. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sanctioned school, I might add. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Um, you are an Asia historian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you ever heard of the Bing province? Can't say that I have. So, okay. I could have looked up where the Bing province is, but. There's a map of it, right? And it's like just a, like a gray area that's like Mongolia. Like some part of Mongolia. Okay. Is Mongolia a country still? Like, I don't yes. know. Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. Like the only things I know about Mongolians are the Mongols and barbecue. 
yeah, the Mongolians are still a country. Um, the Mongols, in fact, they have a love affair uh, with China, which I won't get into because that's a whole separate thing. So, uh, Cal, while we're here, and you know how we like our top five lists, you know what it's time for? What's that? Top five forms of barbecue. This is totally sports related. You give me one. Give me some of your favorite kinds of barbecue, Cal. Barbecued sausage. Dude, uh, hey, I do like barbecue yeah. sausage. Yeah. You put that thing on the grill right there? I, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah. Um, I personally like barbecue nachos, right? Yeah, I agree. Barbecue and nachos. They're, they're versatile. You can put things on top. Yeah, with some good old Texas beef brisket. Not Ooh. that weak ass pulled pork crap. Okay. We're not. Pulled pork is the most overrated barbecue ever. But number three, I, I think you might agree with me, with, with, with me on this. Whatever the fuck North Carolina does with their ribs, I don't know what it is, but I'm all about it. Was that open smoke pit? I don't know. It's delicious. That uh, sounds right. Yeah. 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 So fucking good. Now, I got to say, you know, you, you know me, and this is one of my uh, few flaws, but no one is perfect. I really don't like ribs all that much, um, but I will suck on the bone. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just I, man. All in my mouth. And I, I love that shit, man. Yeah, Especially just, get, just get right in there just right just, with the little uh, little curvy thing. Yeah. yeah. Spending an exorbitant amount of time just making sure I get all the flavor. Yep. I like yeah. to get all the marrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> suck on it for days. Number two, best style of barbecue is um, <laughs> is uh you know the barbecue you get when you go to a cookout, circa nineteen early nineteen hundreds Mississippi. You go to a cookout and uh, you don't really eat this barbecue as much as stand in the crowd and cheer for it. <laughs> Oh my, oh my. Oh, how much time do we make it? 20 minutes before my first racist comment. <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing real good. Couldn't help myself. And the number one best barbecue, and there is no doubt about this, barbecue chicken, hands down, uh, which includes wings. It just it is what it is. Smoked chicken is the best. Back to the story. Hands down, smoked chicken is the best. Back to the story here. If we haven't lost too many people, by the way, if but if you're mad about what just happened, then you didn't listen to the disclaimer and you didn't listen to the first three minutes of, of this podcast. You sure did not, because we get into it hard and heavy. Th this is what we do. I'm not going to say it's again. Okay, I'm not going to say it's again. Sports, uh, political satire. We're number one misleader. Come on. So speaking of sports, I just want to read to you a little bit here about uh, uh, how how really deep ingrained Mongolians are in all of the world. Because as you said, you know, America has been around for roughly around 3000 years now. So, you know, at some point, um, uh, Americans uh, just really wanted to uh, protect their neighborhoods and their homes. And so when they were selling homes, sometimes they would uh, just have a pact with the person who was buying it. Um, just an example of, you know, and this is just to um, show that 
you know, how pervasive Mongolians were. Uh, the lot nor any part thereof shall be sold to any person, either of whole or part of the Mongolian, Malay, or Ethiopian races, nor shall the same inherit or buy the property. Wait, wait, whoa, what? Yeah, those, those existed in, in uh, uh, the uh, American empire, uh, um, probably until the 80s or so, maybe. I'm so confused. Yeah, Ethiopia so, is nowhere fucking near Mongolia. I know, but Mongolians were pervasive, and apparently so were Ethiopians. I don't know. Maybe that's another one we should do later. Are, do they know their geography? <laughs> no, we don't have to. We're American. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I agree with I agree with the mindset. Yes. Not necessarily the players, but the mindset. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Mongolian and Ethiopian are not the same thing. We <laughs> just want to be. <laughs> They're close enough. We don't need to fact check that. No. Okay. So this, let's bring our story here to somewhere in the second century in the Bing province after the birth, you know, because it's AD of our Lord and Savior, Donald Trump. That's right. Or whichever pastor of the mega church that you attend was born. So some Papa Shango acting motherfucker named Shanjo was, uh, and yes, it, it is pronounced like the names Sean and Joe, came along and was all like, yo, bitches, you motherfuckers want to get to heaven? Well, I got this new diet. It's called the way of heaven. End quote. I'm paraphrasing. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, and there was a, so you know how there's cults now? Yes. Like, there are so many cults in ancient times that, you know, we just don't really know about them because anybody could have basically done whatever they wanted. And there's like no like record of it. And a lot of them are probably dead too. Yeah. And, and so like there were cults everywhere before Christianity ruins the fun of having a cult. Right. You know, so Sean Joe was just one of these many leaders and uh, he was a Taoist. And, you know, we hate those. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly it is. But uh, he's a Taoist. They're just a perverted form of communist. And uh, <laughs> perverted. Actually, they are. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> they are perverted. Uh, but you, you, you know what his title was or like what his occupation was? And it wasn't just like a communist leader. He was a Taoist wizard. Yeah, that's right. And I know his characterizations of like a wizard don't include like a white beard or a white hood or a white robe. But I mean... As far as wizards go, he's pretty down. He's pretty far down on the tier list of wizards. That's right? why they failed. <laughs> they failed because they're not American. Cal, you know what it's time for? What's that? Our second top five. Oh Kip, boy, Kip Cutler's top five wizards. Kayleen, get get my music ready. Here we go. Coming in at number five, Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay, we start off this list with exactly what your religious affiliations leaders does. They take credit for things they didn't actually do. Kayleen, let me get amen. Let me hear it. Amen. Lockhart wrote books about himself doing all sorts of legendary wizard shit, but he stole those memories and, and from like wizards and other people by using something called a memory charm to erase the memory of said wizard, and Lockhart would take credit for the events. Basically, he's like a current day American politician. Oh, and did I mention it was all fine and good until who ruined it, Cal? Hillary Clinton. That, that's all, 
It's almost it. But but you know who? LeBron James. I should have known. I was trying to give him a break. That's right. LeBron James Potter. Harry Potter ruined it. Lockhart tried to erase Harry's memory because they figured out that he sucked at magic and he couldn't kill some monster. I don't know. I didn't fucking read the books. All that shit sucks anyway. He gave himself amnesia. (laughs) That that is mostly what happened. Now I don't have to read them either. You ever uh, read or watch any of the Harry Potter things, Kyle? Bits and pieces of the movies. Is that because it sucks and you didn't want to watch it? Yeah. 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 I mean, you're basically a wizard. You have a degree in that kind of thing, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. A WD. Wizardry degree. Yeah. (laughs) Wizardry degree. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Lewis. Go. Coming at number four. A lot of fire involved. Yeah. A lot of fire (laughs) and a lot of sheets. Coming at number four. And no, guys, don't be. Pre- I'm not predictable, okay? I'm not just going to put some clan wizard in here like all of you are expecting. Give me some credit. Coming at number four, Lewis Beam Jr. <laughs> and I had to struggle because. <laughs> okay, we make fun of the clan on this show quite a bit, okay? And it's not just be. Mostly because they just don't do racism in the right way. I just feel like it's it's outdated. But Lewis Beam has got to be the most contradictory Grand Wizard ever. Here's a list of pro-American white pride stuff he did. Okay, check this out. He's pro-American. Keep this in mind. Led a clan by Navy into Galveston, Texas. Like, led a Navy in the Gulf to terrorize Vietnam fishermen because... White companies, like white oil companies, other fishing companies, hired them to do so because of competition. You know what else Lewis Beam Jr. did? He trained child militias as young as eight years old in guerrilla tactics with fully automatic, fully automatic guns to battle communists and civil rights opposition leaders. And what year do you think this happened? Because you're wrong. What years do you think we're talking about here? I was going to say like 2001. Try 70s and the 80s. (laughs) And you want to know? Wow. You want to know what these camps were called while they were training them in guerrilla tactics? Don't make me say it. Summer (laughs) camp. I'm not kidding. In Texas, it was was a summer camp, okay? Like parents would sign their children up for camps because they thought it was going to be like, you know, some like... You know, easy stuff, go, luck, go lucky stuff. Oh, you're gonna go like be like a Boy Scout or some shit. Oh, no, it was just clam summer camp. And then, like, you know, you got your naive Karens and Bills, and it's like they didn't really know. So the whole thing had to stop because parents got really upset when our kids came and told them that they were using guns. And that's how this whole thing got figured out. Wow. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, did I mention that he tried to register this clan summer camp as an official chapter of the Boy Scouts of America? <laughs> <laughs> you guys should really look up Lewis Beam Jr. He was doing I'm a lot. Joking. He was doing a lot. <laughs> you think I'm joking? You got phones. Whip that shit out. It's great. But they rejected it. And I mean, the, here's why they rejected it, though. Are you ready for the reason? I'm ready. It has nothing to do with giving like kids guns. It's because they might be white supremacists or rapists. But since you know they, they chose the rapist part because that's a tradition of, of course. the Boy Scouts of America. That's right. 
Number three, best of wizards. I killed this list, didn't I? You you are you are rocking it. I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Hey, what's the uh what's one of the most overrated movies of all time? Star Wars. Absolutely. You read my mind. Which is why number three is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> anybody here see fantasia oh yes that movie is not good <laughs> like I... no because you spend the whole entire time waiting for mickey to show up in his hat right to do what <laughs> do what you know wait you know how that whole thing started mickey couldn't do simple shit like get a bucket of water <laughs> that is how that thing started <laughs> necessity breeds innovation Innovation? He destroyed the place. <laughs> this, I mean, he he all. Not only did he almost drowned, like he almost drowned. Not to mention, I'm sure his master's tower did not have flood insurance. That's Just true. saying. But you know what else do you do with these kinds? I mean, the whole purpose of having this power is to destroy. Just like Lubu. You're right, and Gabby Garcia. You know what? That's a very good parallel. Yeah. So is Gabby Garcia Mickey Mouse here, or is she Louis Beam Jr.? My preference is to think of her more as a Valkyrie. I mean, she is more Valkyrie. You, you know, Valkyries, for those of you out there who don't know them, they, they ferry off uh, people at the ends of their lives to, to Valhalla. I'm still not entirely sure what Valhalla is. Is it purgatory? Is it like a... Is it like a fast food chain? Like, I don't know what it is. So being a Christian, Protestant Christian, which I am, I don't believe in Valhalla. Oh, okay. But if I did, <laughs> it sounds pretty sweet because there's a lot of alcohol and a lot of food. That sounds like, like a Southern re like family reunion. Yeah. The only part I can't get down with is that you're just essentially waiting to go to war for Odin, I think it is. Wait, what? Ragnarok or something. I mean, yeah. Odin is the god of the white people. He, yeah, yeah. Until he got dethroned, you know, by God yeah. Fyodor Trump. I mean, that's right. Yeah. You ever meet those people who are like, you know what kind of guy I'm talking about? Oh, I'm in a Norse mythology. Like, you just like Thor and Odin. You're not into Norse mythology. Not into Norse mythology. Good Lord. Like, when Norse mythology is not cool. No, it's not. In fact... It's so not cool that there's quite a bit missing. Yeah. <laughs> like all the interesting and fascinating stuff. <laughs> actually, it's actually kind of a precursor for human life now that I think about it. Because oh, really? there's two factions of gods in North mythology. One eventually becomes a victor and takes over and essentially is now the, they're the Norse gods. But some of the old faction are involved because they were taken or whatever and one of those odin's wife is from the the old faction but now i think about it there's not a lot of information about the other faction because they got wiped out but that's perfect for human life because that's what we do we wipe out a civilization we don't take any documentary records we wreck all their shit and then we, had, <laughs> we keep them as part of us it's perfect <laughs> that is the most accurate I don't know anything about Norse mythology, but I love that. That's amazing. That's America. Norse mythology is missing a lot of America. America number fucking one. That's it. What, what are we doing again? Oh, top, top five. five. 
That was great. I promise we're going to get the Lou Boo here. <laughs> this is for us. This show, this one's for us. Number two, Gandalf. That's a, that's a good choice. Don't need an explanation. I literally wrote is Gandalf. That's all you need. Uh, I, I tell you about the time me and Crazy Chris, uh, when he was watching the uh, him and uh, Garnet St. Paul were watching um, Lord of the Rings because she's never seen it. And like, you know, they, they both work during a day. So it took them 12 days to get through the movies oh because it is. You can't, you can't stay awake during the whole thing. So you gotta stop. You gotta drink. You gotta argue because <laughs> they're both liberals and that's what they do. Of course, you know, doing things. Crazy Chris makes really good, like uh braised ribs and super delicious. I, I don't miss him. I hate him. <laughs> Coming in at number one on the top Wizards list, you guys already know who I put. Michael Jordan. The best player ever in the NBA playoffs where he has never, ever lost in NBA playoffs. Ever. What's that, Muscadine, Betty? What do you mean he played 15 seasons and only won six titles? He didn't win every year, but he's never lost in the playoffs. I keep hearing he's perfect. So why does everybody say he's six for six in the finals when he didn't win the other nine? Because he wasn't in them? But you still lost them. You, If you don't make it to the finals, you still lost. That's true. I don't understand this. You can't be perfect in the finals if your team doesn't make it to the finals. Like, you still lost the playoffs. That is, that's that's so true. You know what? Whatever. Yeah, we're just here because Michael Jordan, of what he did in the front office as a wizard, brief rundown. Wizards owner A. Pollen made him a deal that if he played with the Wizards, he'd give him a minority stake in team ownership, which is a great deal. You know, yeah. all you got to do is just go back. You know, you're 41 years old. You still got something in the tank. So that's why he returned. It was for the love of the game of, you know, of having, you know, banks and money and, and, and property yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean... Look, just because he did it all for money doesn't mean it wasn't for the love of the game. Right. Which is totally fine. Don't They're romanticize not mutually it. exclusive. Exactly. People keep, I hate when people do this. Like, so what? Okay. So, this, like, so what? Like, Michael Jordan just did stuff for money. And the same coach he got fired in Chicago in, uh, uh, before Phil Jackson. Yeah. He hired him to the Wizards, Doug yeah. Collins. Well, I mean, he did the right thing. So if you didn't like him as a coach in 89, your idea to make your team successful is to bring him to Washington. Maybe he knew something we didn't. I give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah, I do. You know what? Let's give him the benefit of the doubts. And oh, I also read that bullshit Chicago Tribune article. No wonder what people think the sports media sucks. I'm Kip Cutler. I can see through all that Jordan fellatio where you're too afraid to criticize him. So he's blamed everything on Collins. Like, why hire him? You know what? Here's a list of the Wizards draft picks from 2001 to 2004. Let me know if you heard of any of these guys, Cal. I'm ready. Kwame Brown. Yes. Jarrett Jeffries. Wasn't he a, a wizard? No. No. Sorry. Wrong person. I, I think he was at one oh, point. Okay. I don't know. Nobody knows the no. fuck he is. Juan Dixon from semi-Confederate Maryland. <laughs> and Jarvis Hayes. Exactly. 
pass. Exactly. Good job, Michael Jordan. Also, trading away Rip Hamilton to Detroit just because he played in your same position and play style and would not get your rebounds after you took free throws in practice doesn't make a good reason to trade him away. Oh, he also traded away Jawan Howard for Christian Leitner. And of course, he got fired in 2004. Then he would go on to Charlotte, become part owner of that team, and make even worse decisions. <laughs> Top five wizards, baby. I'm on fire. So, love of the game and love of money are not, you can do them this, they can be one in the same. Just like truth and conspiracy. I mean, they can fit in the same basket. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, just like profit and institutionalized racism. Right, right. Like, like separate, but equal. Uh, thank you. You read. <laughs> We're never going to get monetization. <laughs> Call Jordan. We're going to make some shirts or something. <laughs> Go find Lewis Beam, Michael Jordan, and be like, if we promote your summer camp, <laughs> <laughs> will you give us money? Camp with a K. Ah, yes. So, uh, okay. Sean Joe, back to the story now. Sean Joe, we haven't even made it to Lubu yet. We're 40 <laughs> minutes in. Sean Joe, stairway to heaven. Okay. So, Sean told the Han Emperor that you lost the mandate of heaven and the mandate of heaven is a doctrine that the natural order of the universe is that the king of china is the son of heaven That's right sure sounds like a lot sounds sound, that sounds pretty familiar doesn't it no sounds pretty unique to me like the king of china is the son of the heaven and like it's like his rule is justified by the gods of the universe that's right that's uh, right something yeah. that's, that's called something no it's called called the Emperor of China. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Manifest Destiny sounds a little bit like it. Just without that whole imperial ruler thing. It's coming. <laughs> it came. <laughs> <laughs> it it did exactly what the prophecy said. <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. The mandate does not require a legitimate ruler of noble birth. You want to know why? Because that is inconvenient. Well, when you're doing this whole thing, remember, you got to just stay in charge. Hello, concubines. Yeah. Just in case it's not something of noble birth, you don't want that to be the reason why you lose your dynasty. Correct. So Sean Joe led the, and you know what this is, Yellow Turban Rebellion against the Han Dynasty, who were so not ready for fucking war because they're too busy writing poems and being incompetent. <laughs> so what did the Han do? What did they do when they really needed an army? Again, the most American thing you can do. You outsource it. Yes. To regional warlords. That's right. Here's just a, a few names that you heard of. Cao Cao. Yes. Don Zhou. Yes. Liu Bei. Yeah. Sun Jin. Yep. Yeah. And the problem with outsourcing is that uh, the warlords had a little bit more autonomy in their regions after all this was over. Well, not a little bit, a lot of it. And so they started to fight with each other. And the Han, whose army are mercenaries, you know, they, they, they just didn't have any control. And they're susceptible to being defeated. So, Cal, you 
might have played Dynasty Warriors before. Yeah. Time to time. Who do you like to play as when you are not Lubu? Liu Bei. Yeah. You told me this. Yes. Liu Bei is the Liu Kang of the Three Kingdoms period. Yeah. Now that you say that, I, I tend to not like him as much, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, you know, he's, I mean, none of these guys are good, but as good as you can get is Liu Bei. Yeah. He's on the, on the better end of the spectrum. So jump forward to 188 AD, the Han's ruler, Emperor Ling, died. And then there's a power struggle uh, or some shit like that that happened. It's, yeah. Do you know what's not good for a dynasty? What's that? Uh, to die while you have an infant successor. <laughs> I'm just... Just gonna throw that out there. Hey, you know your you know yourself. <laughs> I love how you 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 research all this too. That's right. You and it's even worse when there's two of them. Oh. So the regent uh, right now and the commander of the imperial army, He Jin, uh, molded and groomed the oldest son, which is Prince Liu Liu Ban. I I, I didn't write out, out actually how to say his name. We're just call him Liu Ban. And uh, took the throne, and then he changed his name to Emperor Shao. And then Hei Jin ordered the warlord Dong Zhou to bring cr- troops to the capital city of Liu Yang to help enforce the authority. And of course, as you can imagine, some civil unrest happened one day. And then uh, Hei Jin, the regent, was murdered by eunuchs. You have to watch eunuchs. Do you guys know what a eunuch is? I mean, I know you know, Cal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listeners. Dangerous. Here's a eunuch. Are you ready? Okay. You take a dude, all right? And you're going to, like, raise him to be subservient. So the first and really only qualifier you need to be a eunuch is to get your balls chopped off. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And, by, and, and most of these people are decided from birth. So you got, like, babies whose balls haven't dropped yet. I don't know how they did this. Meticulously. Or wrongly. Wrongly. <laughs> yeah, people died. Yeah. Ba- babies died. It was sad. <laughs> this kind of thing. But do you know why creating a eunuch actually is actually pretty dangerous? Why is that? Because men are mostly motivated by sex. You can guess most motives by sex. Women true. can control men with sex. That's true. Do you know what happens when you remove a man's balls? They can't have sex with, or they can have sex, but, but not the desire. Their interest, yeah, yeah. their desire takes a bit low. of a nosedive. Yeah. Is so that low or zero? Their motives are open to the, they become very dangerous That's because right. they're no longer focused on that. Right. And they can't have sex with men, which is what a lot of these people who had balls liked to do back then. <laughs> it's surprising, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. So, um. 189, Dong Zhou led a military-like, um, let's call it an occupation, in the uh, capital city of Liu Yang. And remember, there's no emperor. And so when Dong Zhou was coming to defend the city, he was just hanging out outside one day, you know, about to enter the city. And he said, what the fuck is this over here? He found two kids. And he was like, who the fuck? Like, what are you guys doing out here? You can't. We are about to wreck this fucking city. And I'm about to kill you. What is that? Emperor seal on your... Oh my god, you're Liu Bian. Wait, wait. And you're Liu Shi. Liu Shi, his brother. Oh, I got an idea. Oh yeah. So then Dong Zhou just walks up in the city. And it's just like, okay. One, I have all the troops. Two, I got the emperor and his brother right here. 
and the Marshal Regent He Jin is dead. I think I'll be emperor now. Funny how that goes. So now Dong Zhou, the warlord, is the regent, and they kill the eunuchs, or most, like half of the eunuchs. A lot of them. Yeah. People who do stuff, he kill them. He has troops or whatever. And then Dong Zhou is like, hmm, Leo Bon, I don't know about you. You got this weird cleft lip thing going on or some shit like that. Killed him too. And now Liu Shi is the emperor. And Dong Zhou is the regent. And all the other warlords are like, what the fuck? Because they, they hate Dong Zhou. And now here's where Lu Bu comes into play. <laughs> okay. Born in the Bing province sometime in the second century. And Ji Wan, which is near Batao in Mongolia, his parents and birth year aren't exactly proven. So I like to think that his brains are parents are Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Xena the Warrior Princess. I like it. Yes. You remember Xena? I do. She did that high pitch yeah. call thing. Who is her like lesbian friend that Gabriella? Is that her name is? I thought so. Oh no, I don't really remember that TV Gabriella? show that much. I feel like it was Gabriella, but maybe not. I remember what she looks like. I really wish I prepared like top five like homosexual duos that weren't supposed to be homosexual in presentation. That would have been cool, but they were definitely one. Yeah. Because then I could have put like Trump and Giuliani. I could have put like Batman and Robin. <laughs> Rizzoli and Isles. I don't know. I'd never watched that show. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, goodness. Those, those two not funny dudes from Psych. That show is fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Oh, you already know. You already know. But you have to be human to be gay, and Barack Obama is not human. That's true. That's Deep. fair. No, that's a fair right. assessment. Yeah. So, um, okay. Now, according to Chen Zhao, there is no like historical physical district description of Lu Bu. But because he's like the ultimate badass, um, Cal, would you like to tell us? What Lu Bu was supposed to be, like physically? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know a physical description. So Lu Bu was around seven foot two, <laughs> approximately 360 pounds, okay? Right. He had long black hair that was often tied into multiple warrior knots, all right? He had a few scars over his right eye. He had a few dragon scales on his cheeks because, I mean, he was born from dragon's breath, all right? Um, I mean, he was built, uh, imagine the rock, and then imagine just a little more chiseled, just like that. Uh, standing there, he he never took off his armor either. He bathed in his armor. Okay, <laughs> so you, we don't really know like what the rest of his body. You know, I'm sure he had scars all over the place, but I mean, he bathed in his armor, and his armor was this very glowing blue red type pre samurai stuff. It was, I mean, it, it's yeah. I know. I now that you said all that, I really wish I made his mother storm because that make a lot more sense. <laughs> Or his mother could have been Chi Chi because apparently when Lu Bu does things and gets mad, it, like there's all this like lightning static frizzle around him, like he's going Super Saiyan. Yes. Like what the crap is that? That's why his spear was named. What was Sky Piercer? That makes sense. I believe that's correct. Yes. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh. Glad you brought that up. It's yeah. time for. This time for Kip Cutler's top five spears. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, where is it at? All right. 
Top five speakers. Number five, spear fishing. <laughs> this is a hastily put together list right here. <laughs> hey, look, I like fish. You like fish. We spear fish, reddish, yeah. sweet. Whatever. Number four, Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. The best spear in the game. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. You know, so am I. Well, pre-2003. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he didn't understand what kayfabe meant. No. <laughs> you can't do too many spears in 106-degree weather in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it don't work. Uh, number three. It is really two spears in the form of a crucifix. But because I did, didn't really... Like okay, I was trying to be clever. I'm just gonna go with a toothpick because that makes more sense. Okay. I like finger foods. We all like finger foods. Toothpicks are functional, and when you forget that you leave one somewhere and stab it in your pocket, it's one of the most hurtful feelings you could ever have. It is no. painful, painful feelings. Now I am, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping you're gonna get the one I'm thinking of for number one, but we'll see. Well, how about you do yours for number two? Our Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Do yours for number two. Mine was, and you know, the people at home may not know this, but you will. The Halberders from AOE 2. Oh my God. Yes. I fucking love the Halberders. on the spear list. These boys out here. (laughs) Get after it. They get work, bro. (laughs) What you got? War relevant? Watch this. (laughs) Oh, is that a nice horse? I'll take it. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) Holla back. What what like what do we cost to make 30 wood and 25? <laughs> yeah, uh, food. Yeah, food. Yeah. 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 Don't require much. Mm-mm. Man, I, I like it. I, man, yeah, that's good. That's way better than I had. For number two, I literally just had Halbert. Wow. Can't show the other one. No, no. And for number one, the trident. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, a giant's salad fork <laughs> which it is that's right uh aquaman Poseidon. wait do you have to like live in the sea to have a trident no i don't i don't i think that's racially insensitive i don't think <laughs> actually against who fish people yes the aqua folk does aquaman have gills is that how that works I don't think he does. Oh, yeah. Because, well, I'm worried about an Atlantis American like getting all offended at the White House or some shit. I am. Was it Ichthyosaurus Ith- American? I, I have no idea if fish are called. I like that. Ith- yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to the... I love how this is just... Okay. Back to Lubu. So, nothing much written about his... Uh, nothing much is written about his childhood. So, we'll skip that. And we'll just say that Lubu is a Republican and a follower of Jesus Christ. That's right. He was a master of archery, combat, and horse riding, according to Chen Shao, uh, from a young age. And it was noted that he had great arm strength. And we'll get into how good Lu was at archery, because it was like God status. So um, there's a story that... I'll, I'll tell later when it's a part of the you know, rest of the story. But he shoots some dude's like thing from pretty far away. Uh, Halberd. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so at the start of his war career, his like first mentor, Ding Yuan, employed Lu, and then you know Lu came up through their ranks. He was like, yo, this dude's a badass. It is said that Lu has never lost a fight or duel one-on-one. Never. He was nicknamed the Flying General and was promoted to, are you ready for this title? I'm ready. General of the Interior and Marquis of Duting. That's right. D-U-T-I-N-G. That's right. What the fuck is duting? Duting? Yeah. Uh, that's when you hand out the roles of what people are going to do in your camp. And then also you may take whomever you like each night to your tent. Okay. That's, uh, once again, sounds like America. <laughs> and instead of tent, it, yeah. And I guess instead of tent is like Lincoln town car. I don't know. I don't know what these people drive. Uh, what's a Marquis? Uh, a marquee. Oh, is that what that word is? I'm, is I'm it not French? looking at it, but yes. And Final Fantasy XII, it's Marquis. Oh, uh, it, it, you know what? Tomato, tomato. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is marquee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a nobleman of hereditary rank in That's Europe right. and Japan. That's right. That's right. So Ding Yuan was promoted to chief commander by whoever his boss was. I don't know. Oh, it, sorry. It was Dong Zhou. He was in. Okay. So he promoted Lu because he trusted him, which is going to be a fatal mistake. And this is going to be a recurring theme. Do not trust Lu Bu for whatever reason. D- don't. Okay? <laughs> and you're going to find out. So in the capital city in 188, Emperor Ling died. And now here's where Lu Bu is going to come into play. Ding Yuan brings his troops by to come pay respects to the late emperor. You remember Dong Zhou is doing stuff for them too. Mm-hmm. You enter the city. You grieve for the emperor. You pay your respects. And then what what do you do when you pay your respects? You plot to kill all the eunuchs and the commander of the Imperial Army, He Jin, and then you fail at it because that's why you're a number two and not a number one. That's right. That's right. That's right. So Dong Zhou came by, and then even though Ding Yuan kind of started the whole thing, like Dong Zhou basically came and finished the job. So Dong Zhou is as American as you can get in pre-America. He is, and this is historically true, he's overweight. He's charismatic and ruthless. Yes. He had Jersey Shore syndrome. Yes. Success. And Chen Shao, here's a quote from the record of the Three Kingdoms. uh, Dong Zhou is described as, quote, stubborn, easily enraged, and often expressed his anger without considering the consequences. The best type of neurosurgeon. <laughs> well, I have a feeling you're only talking about one person. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Dr. Death on Peacock. <laughs> so Dr. Death Every white trash and gangster <laughs> rapper is Dong Joe. <laughs> okay, so no internet, but Dong Joe knows about Lu Bu, and he was like, hey, yo, I want you to come work for me, right? Absolutely. So Ding Yuan is like, yeah, no problem. I, I Here's Lu Bu. And then Dong Joe goes to Lu Bu and is like, kill Ding Yuan. And so that's what he did. 
got him started. <laughs> That's what he did because Dong Zhou's a fat fuck, and so like since he can't actually fight right now, like right now he used to, but not right now. He just bribes an overly anger Lu Bu to just do so because according to and this is a quote from the record of the Three Kingdoms, because Dong Zhou quote knew that he treated others without much courtesy. Know what Lu Bu is? The Triple H of China. Twofer. I did a twofer but pun right sure there. sure did. Uh-huh. Man. All right. Muscadine Betty, bring up the betrayal counter. Or it won. <laughs> the trail counter. I like it. Now, uh, Cal, you were, uh, you served in the Confederate, uh, Military? Is this is it still or is it a militia? It, we we are we are a militia, but we're we're coming up. We're coming up. I don't know what these assholes in Massachusetts think they're doing. That is not how you run a military group. You don't get stopped at a traffic stop and decide that's when to start a revolution. Right? You gotta plan though. You, you they take planning and effort, man. Who are these fucking idiots? Like that is not Confederate approved at all. So Lu kills his commander, is promoted to chief commander of the cavalry and Dong Zhou's army, and then Dong Zhou decides to now be a great time to adopt Lu Bu as his son. So Lu and Dong are butt buddies. He's also Dong's bodyguard, and as any father would do, Dong Zhou got mad one day and threw a lance at Lu Bu's face in pretty close range, and then Lu was said to have dodged the lance caught it and then apologized to Dong Zhou for not getting hit by the lance because he didn't see it coming. That's correct. <laughs> that is a good son. He is, I mean, so, I mean, I, right now I feel like Lu Bu's doing, doing the right stuff. He's, he's, he's being very faithful to his his daddy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's rising up in the ranks yeah. by stabbing people in the back quite literally. As you should. But for money, and for his daddy, which that makes it okay. Granted, it was after the fact, but still, it counts. Yeah. Um, I mean, what happened here, throwing a lance at your son, it's just a Mississippi dinner party. That's right. You We're from it. Mississippi. Food of violence and bitches. I mean, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> Get the methamphetamine. Now, so, you know, Lu Bu, um, who is a king of loyalty, uh, it, it takes next to nothing for like a Lubu to not feel that fervor anymore. So um Lu is like he Lubu is like you ever, I don't know, sleep in like a bed with a significant other and the minute you move they wake up. Yes. Yeah, that's what it takes for Lubu to turn on you. So a lance being heaved at you from your abusive adopted father, that's how you get some patricide. Yeah, it is. But the best way to get someone to turn on you is vagina. Right you know where that. I'm going with oh, this, Cal. I know where you're going with this. How many times have you been married? Uh, I believe that the public record has one. See, right. Yeah. Now, I've been married four times. You know, footsteps, am I right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crawl before you can walk. You absolutely got to know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, two of them were to Kim. I don't know if that counts, but um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, so how many times have you done things for like, I'm not just saying sexual gratification, but just for like an opportunity 
at sexual gratification. Like, can you count them? How many times you might have done that? Uh, I, I was gonna try, but I'm very distracted by the no muscadine. But you, that's that counter is for um Lou Boo when he uh when he does something he's not supposed to, not not for my sexual gratification. Wow, she's got it up into the the, the six digits here now, six figures. Like it wasn't it wasn't near a hundred thousand, but maybe somewhere around there. I don't know what she's counting. She's not talking about you, probably. Probably right? not. It's got yeah no. Yeah. And Muscadine Betty, who's our producer, by the way, Muscadine Betty is our producer. You shouldn't even be offended. You like chicks. Hello? You can't be offended by our chauvinism. If, right. If, if you're a lesbian. Right. And the one that you are, you're supposed to be trying to be chauvinistic with us. Uh, right. Oh, exactly. now you're really offended. Wow. Yeah. I, I tried to give her a compliment. We pay her. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and I say pay very... Not, you know, I don't, I don't think pay is actually the word that is, doesn't matter. So, Lubu, you know there's a woman involved. So there's a woman whose name I didn't get because it's not, I can tell you who she is. They didn't really give a name. Now, in movies, they've given her a name, but I didn't watch those movies. Uh, but anyway, she is said to be the most beautiful woman or one of the most beautiful women or whatever. And Lubu... According to a dramatization, saw her about to kill herself in a pond. Now, that's not what happened, but it all depends on who you ask. But what? Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, you know, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms has her as existing, I believe. But um, what's the other one you said? Um, uh, oh, a name, a movie that I'm not no, going in. Oh. The 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 actual historical. Oh, uh, records, uh, records, uh, records yeah. of their kingdoms disputes her existence, which of course means that she existed because historical records are obviously fabricated by liberals. No, you're so. right. Yeah, and it's not. And again, we we're not sure if she was kind of around or not. Um, all we can do is just tell you what Chin Show said, and then interpret that. And give it to you in the very truthfulness that we are. So uh, here's what the story is. Um, I actually did right here. Part of this is historically true. The part that happens after is historically true. So um, anyway, so this father told Lubu he can have her hand in marriage. What he wanted was like some sort of protection. And uh, Lou did have, according to the records of the Three Kingdoms, Lou had a wife and a daughter. Not sure of their names, but in the romance of the Three Kingdoms, they have names, which is, uh, they just call his wife Lady Yan, and the daughter is Ling Ki. Um, so that's what I'm just going to call them so we can just save time. Sounds good. So uh, Lu Bu apparently took uh, this woman back with him and then like banged her out. A a apparently married her, but I highly doubt that's marriage. And so... Depends uh, on where you're from. And what do you do if you're Lou Boo's dad? Well, you just go like, oh, this woman's high as crap. I think I'll just take her and put her in my concubine. Well, and yeah. so when Lou Boo found out, as you can imagine, he's not happy. Remember, he had a lance thrown in his face. Right. Yeah. And so uh, Lou didn't just like say, I'm going to kill Dong Zhou. That's not what happened. There's two guys named Wang Young and Shi Shunri. And they're like, yo, we're going to kill Dong Zhou. Do you want in on this? 
And Lou was like, I, yes. <laughs> but, but Lou actually had right, second quote. thoughts about killing him. Hey, you want to know what Wang Yun, and this is according to Chin Shao, what Wang Yu gave a very convincing argument. And you want to know what he said? Come on, man. <laughs> it, it's like the ancient Chinese equivalent of come <laughs> on, man. Quote, you and him aren't flesh and blood. <laughs> what? Oh, it's true. It's true and it's logical. Yeah. Lou was like, you're right. Yeah. Yep. And so, and very, again, very eager Lu Bu kills his commander. No problem. Solved oh. a lot of problems, though. You want to know how he did it? I'm ready. Now, remember, spear thrown to the face. And Lu, who does not forget, ever decided that while Dong Zhou is sleeping, he could have used, I mean, there's an assortment of weapons. He went with his hands, which is still a weapon. Yes, still a weapon, especially for a seven foot two man. Just just saying it's, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Emotion. Strangling somebody, you really have to want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, especially a fat person like him. They don't die in like 20 seconds, as no. you see in like Insidious or right. wherever. It like, takes a lot of yeah. strength and time. And if you let go prematurely, they will live. Yes. Like, yeah. So you got to be committed. I'm yeah. talking four to five. I'm not saying strangle people or this is how you should. No. I'm just saying that it's hard to do. It's tough work. Especially a fat fucking neck like Don like Joe. Don Joe. Now, he had a little bit easier because he was seven foot two, but, like, yeah. you know. And Super Saiyan and Lightning. Yeah, right. So now we're at two on the betrayal counter. Okay. I, man, we are going to have to take a quick break here because once we get back, once we get back, we're going to finish up with Lubu and probably get in the gap. Not probably. We are getting to Gabby Garcia. But I'm going to give the listeners a break here. we got some commercials to play for you guys. Oh, did I mention I have new commercials? Oh, no. I can't wait. Oh, oh yeah. We're doing new commercials oh, here. Oh, boy. All right. And we come back on the totally sports-related Info Sports Now. The muggy, saturated air of the Yazoo River surges through the vibrant, lush, segregated fields of historic Vicksburg, Mississippi, where there is a calling for you to go to see you. Confederate University. Bask in the heat of Mississippi's 10-month-long summer and crumble under the institutionalized socio-economic hierarchy of your community. Expand your horizons at the Ryan Zinke School of Geology, where you can take classes such as Rocks 101, Organic Embezzlement, Crooked Business Administration, Heterosexual Anthropology, and my personal favorite, Ryan Zinke does not actually have a degree in geology or has ever worked as a geologist in any capacity whatsoever. Come see why CU is the place for the wider you. Confederate University. Glory, glory. Hallelujah.
It's time to face the facts, Americans. There is too much dissension in this country. We need to be more united. We need to be more tolerant. We need to be more American. Does Black Lives Matter offend you? Are you disrespected by Blue Lives Matter because you are Smurf? Are you turned off by All Lives Matter because you are a bigot and the general concept of equality is a no-no? Then join InfoSports now in our new campaign, hashtag No Lives Matter. No one cares about anybody else anyway, especially you. Let your voice be heard because none of our lives matter, except for mine, of course. <laughs> Support the No Lives Matter movement and make a difference by standing alone. And welcome back. Info Sports Now. And Kip Cutler here at my brother, Cal Cutler. Uh, you know, I really enjoy um, our sponsors, Cal. Oh, me too. Best products ever. Strict 9000, the best vitamin supplement on the market. Um, uh, also, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes for the five stars thing because you kind of need that. Uh, look. Again, we are killing the game. Number one misleader of sports and political satire parody. We're the best. Um, right, Cal? Yes. Yeah, we are. And we hope you find our ignorance. Um, Charming. Yeah. I know. Okay. That is a line from uh, Small Town Murder. So I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, they, they say all the time, we hope you find our ignorance charming. I didn't know that. I was going to say, I hope you find it offensive. Uh because hey, you know so this is what we do here yeah and i don't care i don't care we tell the truth. it at all that's right we Not tell the truth and okay check this out so china mandarin right there's mandarin cantonese i don't know either but um so how okay you know how like there's a whole bunch of symbols for the way you're supposed to pronounce things and do things and stuff yes like i don't know maybe over three thousand characters you're supposed to learn by the time it's your eight that's correct. How, okay, does China do spelling bees? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. I was like, how, wait, they do spelling bees in China? Do, do like kids get up there and they do they just like trace on the back of their numbers like how they're supposed to spell things? Right? That, that sounds very difficult and complicated. Uh, yeah. I hear that mimes are the best at that. That was such a half-assed joke I literally just wrote over the past two minutes. I liked it. Coming up later, though, after we're done with this, you get to watch or listen to Drunk Kip <laughs> and Cal do uh, Gabby Garcia. We're doing a twofer today. Oh boy. We're doing a twofer. Okay, so back to the story. I'm not going to recap it because we're probably going to run out of time. So I'm just going to go right back into the story. If Dive you want right to know where we are, you got to listen to part one. Just go back and listen to part one. Full spearhead. Yeah. Wait, hold on. No, we're still in part one right now. Yeah. Okay. We're still in part one right now. So you probably did hear it. Whatever. Dong Zhou. Okay. Um, Lubu, married chick, um, came back, killed Dong Zhou. Here's where we are. So... Lubu, okay, you get one straw with Lubu. He killed Dong, was not happy about it, but he had to leave the current capital because of they renamed Lu, uh, Luau Yang Changong, mm -hmm. I think. I don't know if they renamed it or just moved it. They, I didn't look it up. They moved. Oh, they moved? 
Move capitals. Who just moves <laughs> capitals? You know how hard it is to move your fucking apartment? Yeah. And you're like, you know what? You know what? We're just gonna go. We're just gonna move cities. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm envisioning all the faces of even all the people who are loyal to him when he said we're moving capitals. Would they just probably all looked at him like, like did did they have a palace in mind that they took from somebody? Did they already have one? Like you have to take people with you. So considering that, yeah, uh, considering that a lot of these places were built around either large structures military structures or palaces i'm sure they just took one in the place or converted something you know but still to we're talking about an under a year because like dong zhou did that whole thing in 188 a.d dead by 189 a.d yeah uh I, just that's incredible um but you know but hey what are you gonna say when you have the emperor air quotes and the imperial seal, which is another piece that's important to Chinese people at this time. Yeah. What are you going to say when the person who has those two things says, we're moving, we're moving capitals? Nothing, because there are <laughs> troops and people that they're paid by are there <laughs> making you do it. So also who's mad at Lu Bu are people of uh, Lu Bu's own command. So you got Dong Zhou's army mad at Lu Bu. You got the citizens of Chang. I don't know if it's Chang'an or Chang'an. 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 Okay, Chang'an. they're mad at him. All the warlords are mad at him, but not just because he killed Dong Zhou. They're just mad at him in general. Right. They just they just don't they don't like these warlords. Really don't like each other unless they're forced <clears throat> to. Right. And when you've got a warlord who's seven foot two, who has a flying horse mm-hmm. and a spear that wields lightning, I mean, you're just mad at him until he shows up in front of you and most likely kicked your ass in the duel. It is most right. Likely. Most likely. So with all of that hate, though, there is a lot of fear, okay? And uh, so much fear of Lu Bu that a guy named Li Zhu and uh, every person that was not on Lu Bu's payroll, or payroll, yeah, they all united to get Lu out of Chang'ang or Chang'ang after 60 days. So Dong Zhou's dead, Lu Bu's out in 60 days. All right? So Cal. You're you're a smart guy, okay? Yeah. Let's just say you are the smart and the cunning, uh, and you're a warlord, and your name is Yuan Shu. Okay. Okay. Lu Bu comes to your province after you know already that he just killed his two previous employers. You don't hire him, but what would you do? I would meet him at the gate. Of my, I believe, northwestern part of the territory, I believe is where, and I would have all of my archers with arrows aimed at him, and I'd say, "If you don't get the fuck on, no, just kidding, shoot him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you don't let him on your land. No, you don't. You do not let this guy on your land. Which is what you on shoot did, but he said. Yeah, I'm going to watch you. Because Lu Bu was like, let me join with you. Yuan Shu was like, no. I'm going to let you stay here, but I'm going to watch you. Now, by watch, it's not like his cell phone pings somewhere, <laughs> okay? It's, it's not like his cell phone pings, and then all you hear is, you know, be a man, you must be swift as a coursing. Another two for a pun. I'm on fire. Remember, because Mulan's for you're on lightning. I'm on lightning. 
for those of you at home, Mulan's name when she was uh, pretending to be a guy in the army was Ping. So I had to explain it because I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of you. Okay. So uh, Lou is on Yuan Shu's land and he brought his trusty horse, Red Mane, with him. Or the Undertaker. That's right. <laughs> and it's basically his home since he's on the moves so much. You know, horses are just ancient age mobile homes. Yeah. Think about it. it it's like the current day United States. Horses are semi-fragile, hard to keep up. Not, not the most expensive, but kind of expensive. And they have a lot of bugs on them. Cow, cow. You know what it's time for. Top five. Top five states with the most trailer parks, according to Statista.com. Number five, North Carolina. Oh, that's a surprise. I'm actually am surprised by that. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Not surprised by number four, Alabama. Not at all. Surprised we're not number one, to be honest with you. <laughs> number three, Louisiana. Surprised by that. Not surprised. No, Actually, I am. Because Katrina came through there a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Did clean up? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a while, though. So it's probably back to dirty. Oh, <laughs> it took like two years. It's New Orleans. I mean, hell. Uh, what's his face played there for a while? Mark Ingram. Mark and Brandon Ingram, they're both dirty. <laughs> they just came and mucked that thing all up, man. <laughs> Put it right back. Dell Demps. See, this is sports related. And all those go. names I mentioned, watch, if there's ever comments, they're going to get really mad about that Brandon Ingram one. Because he hasn't done will. anything yet. I'm sure they will. But it's, it's, you know what? You can be mad at the truth if That's you true. want to. Zion Williamson is there, just making that place all sorts of shitty. Yeah, just take yeah. it up with them, not with us. That's right. We're not the ones not doing it. We we keep saying we hate Zionists. I, the worst. Right. I'm still not exactly sure what that is. I imagine they're followers of Zion Williamson. Let's go with that one. That's my preference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I do, scholar. but I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're already at our limit. <laughs> Number two, uh, according to Sasta, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. How are they not number one? That's true. Um, I'll tell you how and why they're not number one. Number one is Texas. And boy, is Texas number one. Oh, yeah. You want to know why? I, I mean, a visual confirmation, but tell me why. Okay. So this is according to um, like this is like a couple of years ago. So Florida has uh around thirty eight thousand. Sorry, burps. Um, they have around thirty eight thousand like mobile homes. Wow. Yeah, I never thought they had more, but okay. Texas has about a hundred eight thousand. I knew it, bruh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And like I imagine all of them are El Paso and wherever Mick Allen is. <laughs> There's a lot all over, man. There's so much shit in Texas. There's a lot this of shit in Texas. This state fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> El Paso is the dirtiest city <laughs> in the nation. 
There's a reason it's 800 miles from Dallas. El Paso makes New Orleans look like fucking China Walk Secret Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something, because like, damn. You look across the fence, and you're like, I want to get the greener pastures and Juarez. <laughs> That is wow, because I don't know, if, like, if you at home, if you've never been to New Orleans, if you walk down Canal Street, the puddles next to the curb of water, they look like the same stuff from which the very first bacteria congealed on this planet. Dude, they are radioactive. Yes, and you they never are dangerous. Know. Each puddle's different. Yeah, it has its own composition. Yes, the smells in New Orleans. <laughs> you you never know. Like you walk, and I'm not kidding. You can walk ten yards. Okay. You walk ten, but I don't know what yards is in meters, so let's just say thirty meters. You get a completely different smell than you were just smelling. Sure do. It's so strange, and you won't smell it again. By the way, it's... like that's it, just in that one area, and you're like, "What the fuck was that?" So yeah, but still, Texas is the worst. El Paso, it, it is that bad. And look, I'm not saying that it's. Okay, here's a real story about El Paso. Oh, boy. There is a uh, woman who woke up with blood skeeting out from her fan onto her face. So blood was leaking out the ceiling and just shooting onto her face and body from the ceiling fan. And that's because upstairs, a person had died. Yes, that sounds right. But the floors, uh, their structural integrity wasn't so hot. So this person had been dead for not like days, like we're talking like a week or two. Oh, and they started so to like swell and explode yeah. a bit. Right. And then um, because she did not have renter's insurance, the apartment complex did not, or at least at first, did not like clean the apartment at all or replace her stuff. This is why you should have renter's insurance, ladies and gentlemen. El Paso. El Paso. Wow. Now back to Lou Boo and his <laughs> trader park. I see what you did there. You like that? I did. So Yuan Shu was all like, okay, I want to bring Lou in the fight, but can we trust him? <laughs> and then his, uh, you know, his, uh, what's it called? Advisors or generals are like, uh, yeah, no, let's not do that. And Good then advisors. Yuan Shu was like, but if we reject him, we might have to fight him. Yeah. And then, so... Yuan is only one Yuan in this story because if Yuan Shu doesn't work, then Yuan Shao will. It's a completely different person. What are chances? Yuan Shao hires Lu Bu, and after a little while, okay, he's like, "Ooh, this was a mistake." Because Lu Bu is very charismatic still, so he just like is like, "Oh, troops that I've never met, and you'll know much about me. Like, you should follow me." So, um. Then Lu Bu was like, hey, look, this whole thing isn't working. Can I just take a few of your troops and I'll just leave and I won't come back? You know, as you do when you're lying. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that when you're seven foot two, you ride a big ass horse and you have a big ass spear. One of the things I forgot to mention about Lu Bu uh, in his physical description is he has a top knot, a top warrior's knot that's cuffed and two very long feathers from a mystical bird called a phoenix. When you have someone who looks like that, yet charisma, it just comes with it. Those those phoenix talons 
are swaying in the wind yeah. when he is standing still. That's right. Inside. That's right. That is absolutely it with <laughs> his big ass moment. spear. Right. right. And and armor that has become one with his skin. I don't understand how he like moves quickly. Who just jumps on top of a horse? I mean, Lubu. I could be in like and I'm like basketball shorts. I'm not jumping on top of a horse. It's just not possible. Like Yeah, so you on shoe. I'm sorry. You want Shao was all like, yeah, okay, whatever, you can leave. But um, in typical warlord fashion, what do you think Yuan Shao did? My hope is that Yuan Shao said, yeah, you can leave. And then he told everyone to attack Lu Bu and they killed him and took care of the problem. That is 85% correct. He definitely paid people to murder him the minute he left. It just didn't work because... <laughs> He's Lu Bu and most likely did not send enough people. <laughs> so that didn't happen. But Lu Bu decided instead of going back to kill Yuan Shao right then, maybe not because he has troops a lot more than Lu Bu has. And Lu Bu might be all like demigod titan status, but this isn't a movie. Right. These people will gang up on you and actually kill you. And. 15 mangy dogs can kill a lion. That's right. So Lu Bu joined this guy named Sean, Sean Yang. I cannot remember. It's spelled like Zhang, but I can't Zhang. remember if it's pronounced Sean or not. Sean, maybe? Zhang? Sean? Sean? Because yeah. there's... I'm hmm. sure you're doing a better job than I'm. There's a... What's this? Sean Joe. Sean Joe? Is that how it's... It's got to be Sean Joe. Gotta scroll past this top five wizards thing. Sorry, give me a second. Is Sean Zhang? It's Sean. Yeah, it's Sean Wang. It's John Wang. Sean yeah. Wang. Ooh, I lost my place. <laughs> Professional. Sean Wang. Um, here you are. Lu Bu will right. do that, man. So Sean Wang is the guy that Lu Bu just fought against. On behalf of Yuan Shao. Right. That's how quickly this shit happens. Oh, yeah. What is up with ancient China and taking in people you just attacked? I don't understand. Like, you... It's not like Lu Bu is the only traitor here. It, no. And, and so, the I, if I may, the idea here is that you want to take in people who might strategically be good for your... For your army, because they might be, and they might be loyal to you. That it's a risk on both. It's a risk for both fronts, and I say that because if the person who takes you in, who you who you just fought against, if they take you in, if they realize that you could maybe usurp them, they will try to kill you if they're yeah. smart. But it's also a risk for them because you might outsmart them and take over their post. But the hope is, is that. They can absorb you, you'll be loyal, but then you'll also be good for their army and their troops. And then also, if you take in one person, you bring their troops with them. Well, yeah, especially if it's you can just, pay them. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just a crapshoot. Yeah. But you know who I wouldn't take in? Uh, LeBron James. That is very true. That's very true. Is that, uh, is that where we're going? It, I would say him and Lou Boo, but yes, oh, yeah, both yeah. of them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. LeBron's not looking so bad right about now. <laughs> right <here>. now, <laughs> is he? Because he, <laughs> he's not seven, too. <laughs> With a spear. 
<laughs> I saw Space Jam too. He did not have lightning, okay, with his spear. <laughs> and plus, LeBron is a bitch, and Lou Vu, <laughs> as of right now, is not. Clearly not. Right. I want none of that. <laughs> when you yeah. say, I didn't send enough people to kill him, that person is not a bitch. <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah, I paid people. Yeah. Is he dead? No. Ah, well. You you win some, you lose some. And then you just go on about your business? No. See, I would have shown up with my entire army to kill Lubu. Like, by himself. That's going to be a recurring theme, but that's coming up later. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so, um, okay, there's Sean Yang. I, I think I'm saying that right. You're doing a good I'm job. I'm going to call him Zhang Yang. You're easier. doing a good job. So, Lubu just had a battle with Zhang Yang. Now he's working with Zhang Yang. Zhang Yang just fought Yuan Shao, who Lu Bu used to learn for. And so, upon learning this, Yuan Shao is like, hey, now let's all go down and kill Lu Bu. And, um, Cal, you can guess what happened here. They tried. Yep. And, uh, didn't happen. Traitor counter at three. Did I mention that, um, okay, we need to talk about Lu Bu's best friend. He's a best friend. Yes. Yeah. His name is, it's also spelled like Zhang, which I'm pretty sure is pronounced Sean. But it's Zhang Miao. And uh, Lu Bu right now is about to become the governor of Yanzhou. Enter a person you know very well, Cal. His name is Cao Cao. Cao Cao? South South. It's South South. South South. I was trying to say Cal Cal, but you... I like that. Cal, yeah. Cal. South South. K A O K A O. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cal Cal. Well, we got to make shirts. That's the only way we're going to ever make money. We got to make merchandise because, like, we're not getting monetized <laughs> at all. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm sure it will. It's like, who are these two definitely white guys? <laughs> Definitely not Mongolian. Yeah. Talking not about sports like they advertise and racism. <laughs> First of all, it's not racist. It's true. That's right. And it's not racism. It's just pejorative terms. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Being American. Enter Sao Sao, a cunning intelligence and master combat strategist. And let me tell you something about Sao Sao. He is the smartest person here. He hates Lu Bu and yes. does not trust him at all. Which is smart. Now, keep in mind about Cao Cao and him hating Lu Bu. It's going to come up later, probably to Lu Bu's detriment. But Cao yeah. Cao really hates Lu Bu, like, uh, a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so Cao Cao, is, uh, he's, he's got some momentum right now. He's gaining a lot of land in different provinces. But he's got to get through... Lu Bu first, and it's one particular province I didn't write down, but it's at some town or city called Puyang. And here's a not so fun story: the battle lasted over a hundred days at Puyang, where Cao Cao's army was attacked by, and this is according to Chen Shao or Chen Shao, okay, attacked by locusts. That they're damaging. Have you ever seen them swarm? Uh, yeah, I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> you got some free time? Watch locust swarms on YouTube. They are scary. Scary. I, it scared the absolute shit out of me. 
Wait, what note are you writing down over there? Huh? Talk about how great of a person I am? Always. That's what I'm talking about. Did I mention that during this battle, they ran out of food and started cannibalizing uh, corpses on the field that have been there for God knows how long? If you cook it, it's fine. <laughs> cook. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it could eat the locusts. There are plenty. <laughs> There's plenty of locusts right about now. Okay. What I'm writing down, if you must know, is my confusion because in a little bit of a drunken stupor. So the 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 way the romance Three Kingdoms is won't get into Lubu, but just divvies out is if I remember my drunken state, the, the Three Kingdoms eventually become the three, but led by uh, the various names. However, they get converted to names of the kingdoms, and I think they are Wei, Wu, and Shu, if I remember correctly. Yes. And it gets confusing because that takes away from the name of the leader, which, you know, we get to, but I'm sure we get no, to. No, no, you're that. absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, because uh, I, I did not explain this very well. It's called it's called the Three Kingdoms period, but this is actually the precursor to the actual Three Kingdoms. Right. So, so if you look at the map. They're not established yet. It's a clusterfuck Dalmatian right. looking thing of Yeah, it is. Territories. Warlords trying to get territories fucking each other over. Yes. Like. So the three kingdoms are not set yet, and you're right; those are names of them that I hope I wrote at the end of the story. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't think I did. I think I was like the end because this is a lot. That's okay; it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah. So it took. Okay, so from here we are now. All right, the Battle of Puyang, and uh, Sao Cao, and he ends up defeating Lu Bu and um and uh, who's the guy he was just with? Zhang Miao and uh, the other guy, whatever. Yeah. Zhang Miao is like a cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, it took him two years. Two years. So that's how finally conquered it. Mostly because he had more money and right. more men. And more men. And uh, lose people did not really stick around half the time. No. So after some family drama, because Lu Bu doesn't die. He escapes. Of okay. course. But you know who doesn't? Lu Bu's bestie, Zhang Miao. Or more... Well, okay, so Zhang Miao's brother, Zhang Chao, was killed by Cao Cao. And then Zhang Miao <laughs> was killed by Yuan Shao. Nope, sorry, Yuan Shu. Yuan Shao's dead. So Yuan Shu. All right. This matters because Lu Bu is pissed off now yes. because his friend and his friend's brother are dead. He hates Cao Cao, he hates Yuan Shu. Don't want to be on this end no. of Lubu's anger. No, you don't. So, shortly after Yuan Shu murdered his friend, Liu Kang, the good guy, is Liu Bei. So, Liu Bei has probably the most honor of anybody here. He's at war with Yuan Shu. And Yuan Shu and Cao Cao are butt buddies at this particular point. Cao Cao also hates Yuan Shu. So, guess who's about to get some vengeance right about now? Lubu. That's right, because Lu Bu is like, hey, yo, I like I hate you on shoot. Can you please just let me get at him? You know? And so Liu Bei is just like, I mean, you're already over there. So sure, you're already over there. So Lu Bu, the and he does vengeance in the best way. He did it by sneak attacking Liu Bei and not Yuan Shu. And forcing <laughs> Li and taking over Liu Bei's army. <laughs> Of course. But, okay. You want to 
Now, critical mistake Lu Bu makes here. Critical mistake. He did not kill Liu Bei. And boy, he had every opportunity to do so. But oh, he did didn't. he? Okay, I didn't know he, he did. He was just worried about other armies attacking him since he just, you know, sneak attack, took over yeah. some shit. He was worried. He yeah, was like... would be too. Yeah, because he said, quote... Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Because he was trying to avoid, avoid other armies attacking him. And so... The real person he's trying to avoid is a guy named Ji Ling, who is trying to kill Liu Bei. Okay, but Ji Ling uh, was, I guess, on the way to kind of get Liu Bei. Mm-hmm. But he was so Lu Bu was kind of worried about killing Liu Bei because he didn't want to just be like Ji Ling and be like, "Oh, great, he's dead. I'm just gonna come take you over now." Because they're in his like tit for tat thing. Yeah. So. Instead of going down to kill Lu Bu, Zhi Yuling told his army, fuck that. We ain't attacking if Lu Bu is there. Paraphrase. Yeah. I, that's how I see So what do you do if a person you're afraid of is trying to fight you, but not really, and you can see that they're weak? Who am I? You're Zhi Ling. If I truly see that they're weak, attack. Or you go to dinner. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? Two uh, critical mistake counter. Two. She Ling could have had this thing in the bag if he just went down there and killed him. Uh, yep. So Lu Bu not killing Liu Bei, and boy, that's gonna come back to bite him yeah, in the that ass. That is gonna come back to bite him in the ass. And Xi Ling could have took out both of them if he just went down there. But he's like, nah, Lu Bu's down there, plus I'm a bitch. So <laughs> He has dinner with Lu Bu. They met on Tinder. Yeah. Oh, did I not mention they go to dinner? They go to dinner. Lu Bu invites Ji Ling to a feast. That and yeah. <laughs> that name name a serial killer, a ruthless serial killer. Ruthless. Uh, is Ted Bundy count as a ruthless yeah. one? Okay. Ted Bundy invites you to dinner. Says, "Come alone. It'll be intimate between us." And you go. That's what we're doing here. It is what we're doing. And it's not just that. Oh, yeah. So what? You brought troops. You went to his house. You went to his place. You haven't met yet. You don't know what kind of kinky shit he is into. Yeah, you do. Because there's records of his exploits. <laughs> yeah. Right. Records. It, stories. Yeah. Bad reviews. Yeah. Yelp. His biggest kink is betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> that shit turns him on, man. It makes him hard. And I take that. I'm gonna take that. I'm hot, right? I am. I'm horny as fuck right now. So this is how chill war was, though, back in the day. War was so chill, you could just have dinner with your enemies. Yeah, no problem. So here's the something. Here's a real thing. Lu Bu says, and you tell me how much you believe it. Quote: This is according to Chen Shao. Quote. Liu Bei is my brother. As you and your generals are now surrounding... He's talking to Ji Ling. As you and your generals are now surrounding him, I have no choice but to save him. However, my personality is such that I do not like to involve myself in a fight. On the contrary, I always enjoy taking the role of mediator. None of those things are true. None of them. Not a single word. You... 
wrote how you felt and you changed it to be the opposite. <laughs> None of it. None of it's true. What you mean is you hate Liu Bei. You can't wait till you get a chance to massacre him. And you love a fight. You don't understand the role of mediation. And you're about to kill me. Remember I told you, or told you guys, uh, listen, Cal knows this already. At home listening. Remember I said how Cao Cao really hates Lu Bu? Liu Bei also really hates Lu Bu. So Lu Bu and Liu Bei are friends in the same kind of way that like a cheetah and a gazelle are friends. <laughs> Frenemies. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you get rid of the you can get rid of that FR. They hate each other. Okay? <laughs> it's like Trump and Rosie O'Donnell kind of friends. You know what I'm talking about? That is about how close Lu Bu and Liu Bei are. Here's, a, here's another quote to follow it up. Remember I brought up the archery thing? Yes. Here's a, okay, so here's what Lu Bu said to Ji Ling so that they don't have to go to war. Because Lu Bu is also aware that he's not going to win this. Generals, you will now witness me attempting to shoot at or shoot an arrow at the branch of a halberd head. If I hit the target, you shall withdraw your troops. If I miss, you can remain here and fight. So, you you guys know what happens next. Yeah, we know. That's yeah, we know. Risk. Yeah, we know. Yep. Lubu, standing from what I can only imagine is about 60 to 100 yards away. And we know this because when he paced off, he couldn't see the people's faces anymore. He shot the halberd head with a bow and arrow. Yep. Hit it dead on, apparently. So, Cal, let me ask you here. So there's no fighting happening tonight. No action. You ain't getting none. You're a warlord, Cal. More particularly, you're Yuan Shu. You just killed Lu Bu's best friend. You sent someone to kill Lu Bu, and that didn't happen because of pacification? That pacificity? I don't know what the noun form of that is. So what do you do, what do, you do next? I text uh, Liu Bei <laughs> and say, hey, what's up? You're absolutely right. You hire Lu Bu to fight for you. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you pay him? How do you pay him, Cal? By trying to get your son to marry his daughter. And what do you think Lu Bu does? He accepts. Because of course he does. China's pro wrestling, apparently. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> of course he does. So, Yuan Shu's messenger, his name is Han, Han, Zin, Han Jin. Han Jin goes down there and gets Lin Qi, who's Lu, Lu Bu's daughter, and heads back to Yuan Shu with her. They work some shit out or whatever. And then, because. We all remember who Lu Bu is, right? We do. Lu Bu asked Yuan Shu for troops. He was like, hey, look, I'm giving you my daughter. Can you give me some troops? And so his daughter goes back with Han Jin. And then Lu Bu sends troops out to get his daughter back. And he beheads Han Jin in the zoo marketplace because he's still mad at Yuan Shu for killing his best friend. But that's not what he said. He said he's mad because... He didn't fight with me earlier. That's that's what the official record says. Traitor counter at four. <laughs> <laughs> Which is relatively low. 
You want Shu as Sting. <laughs> How many times? How many? Remember, Trader Counter number three was also against you on Shu. How many times is this going to happen? Come on, man. How many times is Ric Flair going to turn on you, Sting? Another Ooh. one. Another. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Luke, get his daughter back. I'm going to guess that Yuan Shu isn't around by the end of this thing. Actually, he is. And no, I mean, he makes it to the end of this story. He doesn't make it through the, through the, the, the what is it, the prequel to the Three Kingdoms? Yeah, to the, to the... All right. So, you know about South South Liu Bei being like butt buddies and friends and crap, right? They're frenemies, but yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because they do fight mm-hmm. later on. Um, so, okay. There's a general named Zhang Jun who uh, tried to attack Lu because you want to shoot him there. Lu convinces Zhang Jun's other two general buddies to turn on them and attack him. All right. You are South South. Really yes, I am. Okay. All right. You see all this shit happening. You rescue Liu Bei. You're with Liu Bei. What do you and Liu Bei decide to do? We have to get rid of Lu Bu. Right. That that's correct. That that's what they decide to do. Right. But yeah. But when I say get rid of Lu Bu, I mean don't talk to him. Don't dine with him. Don't sleep with him. Don't sell him weapons. You gotta do what? Don't. You got to kill him. We are there to kill. I literally wrote your not- in quotations, you got to kill him, <laughs> not defeat him, is what I wrote. That is what they decided. He to has do. to die. Yeah. Oh, did I also mention that Lu Bu is fighting for Lu Bei right now? Yeah. Lu Bei right now? Yeah. 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 So you, you want to. Air quotes. <laughs> right. Because remember, Lu Bu took over some of Liu Bei's people, but then Liu Bei got his own people back after South Sao. He joined up with South South. Right. And then they hired Lu Bu back. So <clears throat> this is how fucked up this thing is. Yes. Like, this, this is how. Because yeah. you, you can't see, but if you're looking at a territorial map, uh, look at the east side being South South, the west being Liu Bei, and Liu Bei fleeing from his own territory to South South, and that western territory becoming. Lubu color, right? That is where we're at, and then they rehire the person who just did this, right? Is Lubu color while he's fighting for whoever he's fighting for at that moment? I don't. It, it's so Lubu's fighting for Lubu. It's over. Oh, that's true. It's just so maybe, cloudy. maybe I, because I don't, he, I don't. We don't know who he's fighting. For. I, yeah, I don't know what color that goes to or which people, but what I do know is at this particular point, he's fighting with Liu Bei. And Cao Cao is like, we have to kill him. Now, of course, he's not showing that to Lu Bu. And Lu Bu is well aware of Cao Cao hates him. That's that's not a secret. So, you're, you're Cao Cao and Liu Bei. And you decide you're going to kill Lu Bu. Do you want to know why they decided that? Because he's all... I mean, he has to go. Uh, because shortly before they decided this, Lu Bu turned on them to go fight for... You just guess who he's going to fight for. Sun Zhang. No, like the most recent person we talked about. Oh, um. You know who it is. Just the most recent person. You, you know what I'm talking about, though. Yes, I Yuan do. Shu. Yeah. The same yeah. fucking Yuan. dude 
He just took his troops. <laughs> he just killed his messengers. He, like, and bam, Lubu is fighting with him again. It, it's worse, though, that he accepted Lubu <laughs> to fight for him. What's happening? <laughs> like, look, what? I just don't understand what's going on here. How much, okay. How much time has gone by since, like, Warlord Party 3 commenced after Zhang Zhou's murder? I'm going to let you guess, because you're going to be wrong. How much time, how many years do you think have gone by? 20. Three. Oh. three. All this happens in three years. Well, he's a flying <laughs> general with a spear of lightning. What are you going to do? Lu Bu has worked for Yuan Shu twice in three years. And that's towards the end. He's worked for Liu Bei twice. He's worked for Cao Cao once. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Lu Bu has worked for Lu Bu for three years. Now, it's three years. Yeah. All this yeah. stuff we're talking about is three years. Yeah. Do you know how there's not cars, there's yeah. no planes, there's right. no tanks. You have to travel on horseback and foot to these places. And Lu Bu has found a way to like. We're at betrayal counter five here. Yeah. Traitor counter five after he betrayed uh, Leo Bay and South South. Yeah. So red hair. Do you know who his current like game um, horse might be? The game current game horse that might be based off of red hair. Sea biscuit. No, he's a game horse, like in video game. Oh, video I, game horse. I don't know what this um, horse's name is. An amazing horse that fights on your behalf a lot of the time. Ixion from uh, Final Fantasy X. That's a good one. I didn't think that. I was going to say Shadowmere, but that's actually Ixion. Oh, yeah. No, Shadowmere is your. That's right. No, Shadowmere is yeah, most good. definitely correct. But, uh, I Red hair it. was apparently a G. The fuck was that? We're going to guess lightning because it's, you know, D. Are you sure it's lightning? What's mom doing upstairs? I, I didn't say mom. I don't want to know. Oh, gosh. I bet Dave is over again. Anyway. Is Johnny still in the back picking gardening, or is he upstairs, you think? Oh, the field dude? Yeah. Oh, who gives a shit? I don't care. I don't care. Do your job. I don't give a shit what you do after that. So, yeah, it's only been three years, uh, because once again, Lu Bu is a Triple H of China. He will turn on you. Sao Sao... And we talked about this array. Sounds like we have to kill him. So they spare no expense. South Sao and Liu Bei get as many people as possible. Good. As possible. And they attack Lu Bu. Did I also mention Lu Bu basically has no one at this point? Because Yuan Shu was actually left wherever they were. I can't remember if it's a zoo, like the zoo area or province, but Yuan Shu had to go fight. Of and save one of his other generals. So he left and took some people with him. And Lubu is not expecting this massive amount of people to come after him. Because so, they hadn't in the past. <laughs> yeah, Lubu, because no one's ever come and tried to kill you. Yeah, what but, the hell? But, like, it, everybody tries to come after him. Yeah, but they send like 20, 30, mm -hmm. 60 people. I mean, they send realistically probably about 200 but that's not enough that's not enough like right. you need thousands you need thousands, thousands. to kill Lu Bu. and Lu Bu requested a thousand troops from yuan shu because he thought that'd be enough to save him and yuan shu actually lost that battle so he didn't really have a lot of people plus yuan shu hates Lu Bu. <laughs> so no he didn't send people because these are all still warlords trick right? question who doesn't hate Lu Bu? at this point 
I like literally, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think Lubu definitely does not hate Lubu. <laughs> I think that's the only one. So, okay. So Lou ends up surrendering to South Sal's army. All right. Because they got him all tied up. Are you ready for what's going to happen next? He is all I'm tied not ready. up. Not they, ready at all. They got him down. This is according to Chen Shao, not the romance, but the records. Right. I am just going to give you one guess what what Lu says to South Sal and what South Sal does. He says, "What gives, bro?" And South Sal says, "You know, I'm not really sure." And I let him go. That's very close. Mm. Lou says, I will fight for you. And Sao Sao considers it and says, surely you're, if, oh, Sao Sao considers it until Liu Bei says, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Quote, surely your eminence has not forgotten about what happened to Ding Yuan and Dong Zhou. Like, you are, after all of this, Sao Sao, nobody hates him more than you. And and you're considering letting him fight for you. Come on. Liu Bei, again, the good guy, is like, uh, are you fucking serious? Remember, the plan was to kill him. Right. Yeah, kill him. And then so Sao Sao's all like, you know what? You're absolutely right. We gotta kill him. And so it's, it's an estimation about how long it took for them to execute Liu Bu afterwards. Anywhere from a few minutes to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to know how he got executed? How? By hands. They strangled him because strangling is a personal thing. It is a very personal thing. And ain't nobody got more personal stakes on the line here in South South, Liu Bay. Bay. You on shoe if he was there gladly with a joy. Gladly helping. And that ends the story of Lu Bu going out in a blaze of glory in hands. I just want to say that Liu, so those of you at, at home may not know, but Cao Cao ends up winning this thing. Liu Bei just handed Cao Cao there the victory because if Liu Bei had been quiet, now I'm not saying Liu Bei wouldn't have died because he probably would have, yeah. but if he had not said anything, Cao Cao would have let this guy go and then Cao Cao would have died. Potentially Liu Bei would have, like, right. it would have just been a nightmare. So... Liu Bei there actually helped in the uniting of China because he was the only one who was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Lu Bu could have killed Liu Bei and didn't. Right. Like, but I'm saying, like, this right, would have happened. But I'm saying yeah. that right there, if he didn't intercede, Cao Cao would have yeah. let this guy work for him and then they would have died. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. that's what Lu Bu does. <laughs> that's, yeah, like his M.O., it, not only is it well known, it happens so frequently. It's been three years. Three years. In three years, to at least three of his bosses are dead. Ding Yuan, Dong Zhou, Yuan Shao. All dead because of him. All dead. He killed them all. And like, sure, he didn't kill Yuan Shu. He just didn't get the chance. He, yeah, but he took over Yuan Shu's troops twice. Killed his messenger. Like, they just, again, like, I'm. this isn't white privilege. This is something different. This is ignorance. Flying <laughs> <laughs> lightning privilege. So here's just to reflect. 
before we end this, just to reflect, here is something that Chen, uh, Chen Shao uh, wrote about Bu in his biography and in the records of the Three Kingdoms. Quote, Lu Bu possessed the might of a tiger, but he lacked the planning, uh, he lacked the planning skills of a talented person. He was frivolous and temperamental and was only concerned about the gains he could make. Throughout history, there had never been such persons like him who did not end up being destroyed. Yeah. Truth. Here's another quote. Uh, Although Lu Bu was a valiant and powerful warrior, he lacked wisdom and was constantly suspicious of others. Oh, gee, I fucking wonder why. (laughs) Quote, he was unable to control his subordinates even though he trusted them. His men had their personal motives and were very disunited, which is why he kept losing battles. Learned a lot today. A lot to be learned. Um, yeah, so, okay. I actually wrote some ending notes, but they're not really that good. So we're just going to skip over those. Sounds good. Cal, I got to give you credit. This whole Lubu thing was your idea, but I wasn't going to tell you I was working on it. Oh, yeah, I appreciate the surprise. Sorry to nerd out a little bit there. Not that you need that much prep work. (laughs) I would. (laughs) You fucking nerd. Just a little bit. I didn't know about any of this shit. (laughs) Okay. It's a great story. If you guys liked, um, those of you listening, if you liked what we did here, we we actually like telling stories. I mean, we like getting the truth out. Right. So although we just talked about a bunch of communists and liberals and stuff like that, which we all hate. Okay. Um, if you think, you know, if you don't like the presentation of mixing a little comedy and satire in, in with this, eh, fuck you. But if you do like it, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. This is the first kind of thing we did that was non-sports related. I, I had a good time. Also, we, we're we still under two hours. Do you know how hard it was? I them, There's so yeah. many things we had to leave out. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a whole, whole bit on G-Ling I wanted to get into because that guy's interesting as shit. For another time. I had to skip the Yellow Turban Rebellion. That was fun. <laughs> it is that fun. was a fun read. Before we get too far away, though, I just want to make sure that I, my, my feelings on this are that if swimming is a sport, so is murder and genocide. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Cheerleading is a sport. If cheerleading is a sport. <laughs> so is murder and genocide. Lu Bu was a gold medalist. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. He can't be a gold medalist. He had a chance to kill Liu Bei and was like, I think I'm going to lose a battle. Like, you fought plenty where you knew you weren't going to win. Liu Bei is there, and your thing is killing people, that killing warlords. That's your thing. What, you think Ling? You could have killed Liu Bei and still did the Ling uh, archery stunt. Oh, shit. I forgot. Glad I brought up archery. Top five archers <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I will make it quick, I promise. Number five is Lu Bu. I should have done this earlier. I skipped over it. Number four, remember how you brought up the Halberders? Yes. I literally wrote the Mayans. Ah, uh, Mayans from Age of Empires. Those fleet-footed motherfuckers running around in their, in their fucking feather hats. Or eagle hats? I don't e- remember. Yeah, some. Just... Number three, Link. Yeah. From The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. So he's just got like the the light bow of like a fire bow or something. Zelda uses the, the light bow and that. All I'm saying, oh, maybe I should put Zelda. You know what? Yeah. Number three is Zelda. Zelda, she because on Smash Brothers, that yeah, that fucking, bow hurts. Yeah, man, bro. Number two, Hawkeye. <laughs> Number one, the best archer, Sterling Archer, from the TV show Archer. <laughs> Clever. That ends part. That is our first one. It's part two, but. That's the ballad of Lubu, and uh, that's a very good ballad. We, we're going to record the next podcast here in a few minutes. We're going to be doing Gabby Garcia, so you get a two for the day from the Info Sports Now crew. Yeah. <laughs> Cal hasn't eaten in three hours, but boy, he sure has had some <laughs> dranky drinks. This is going to be super disjointed. Oh boy, it's about to get real messy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, stick around. Um, yeah, we're going to do this thing later. Uh, yeah, like, subscribe, and all that crap. Info Sports Now.